couple questions. Are the Vikings really this terrible? Or is it just early in the season? Did Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook get paid and now it's settled in that Kirk Cousins never really paid or spent a lot of money anyway, so he says, but has the millions drained the Vikings of their motivation and talent? You know what? It's just like we were talking about maybe two weeks ago. Uh, you know, people get paid and they start to be more concerned about their health and try to preserve themselves more than, uh, you know, just running headlong and trying to make a play. Well, um, Dalvin Cook, one of those players who was deciding if he was going to opt out because of the virus or not, I thought he was on that list. So maybe he's playing a little hesitantly and thinking, well, after this week, if we're 0-3, oh, cough, cough, my head hurts, I'm going to bail out for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, he was one of the guys who considered uh, opting out. But uh, I, <clears throat> as far as your question goes, uh, yeah, I do think the Minnesota Vikings are this bad because um, the best uh, guy on that team last year was their offensive coordinator, who's now the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Um, I don't even know who's the offensive coordinator over there uh, currently. So uh, they have a new system, more than likely. And uh, like you said, Dalvin Cook just got paid. Um, they, running backs usually preserve themselves uh, after they get paid so they can uh, last longer. And Kirk Cousins has never been anything more than uh, serviceable at best. And that's when all the cards uh, line up. So I really do think Minnesota is this bad. So far after two weeks, Minnesota has the third worst offense and defense totally statistically. Again, it's only two weeks, but the way they competed last year and as touted as they were becoming as emerging as a real team, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Now, the Eagles, are they this terrible? Defense, they're about middle of the pack. But is Carson Wentz already dried up after, what, three years? Um, with the Eagles, I would give them a, ch a chance. I I'm not going to make a judgment call on them that quickly. Carson, Carson Wentz has played well in the past. I don't think he's the chosen one, I, and I still think they made the wrong choice and shipped off the wrong quarterback a couple of years ago. But um, I'm going to hold off on making a judgment on the Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles are having the same problem the Niners are having. They have a lot of injuries um, on their team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Carson Wentz is still a very good player. Um, he's probably a top ten guy when he's doing uh, when he's uh, playing playing well. But uh, I'm not I'm not totally uh, out on the Eagles. I just don't find the Eagles to be very good at the moment. Uh, are they going to get it together and make a run? I, I, I can't tell. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of their head coach, so I don't know if they're going to dig themselves out of this or if they're just going to spiral and tank and uh, <clears throat> hope for next season. <clears throat> Sorry, and hope for next season. Well, do you consider the NFC East a powder puff 
division that you could even be as worse as eight and eight this year and still host a playoff game. Because that's the point of view I have in that division. Yeah. I think it's switching. AFC yeah. East might become a little more filled with parody because the Bills are emerging, the Patriots, who knows what that what's that new quarterback they have over there that's replacing the legend? I his name escapes me constantly. Uh, Big Newton, Big Newton, that's what it was. Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think the NFC East is uh, not not very good. I think Dallas is gonna win that division on purpose accidentally. <laughs> well looking at it right now, in that division, the standings, the team with no name and Jerry's world are both tied for first place. And the team with no name has given up five more points than they've scored. And then you've got Dennis's team and then you got the Eagles. But you got one and one, one and one, oh and two for the Giants and the Eagles. I could see it being a battle of nowhere, eight and eight, seven and nine, and then two and fourteen yeah. for the other teams. Yeah, week one, Washington Washington showed up with a pass rush, and that was uh, that was kind of a spark. You know, maybe they can uh, figure something out and maybe even be a dark horse there. But uh, well, Washington leads the league in sacks, and Ron Rivera is always been a defensive minded guy. Yeah, just wait till we get to get to that Washington Browns uh, matchup. I got. Uh, I got something for you guys on that one. Okay. One other question I have, and then we'll hit the games. The Los Angeles Rams, after only two games, a surprise so far? I believe they are. Um. Yeah, I was surprised too. They're they're but they're staying healthy, and um, the Rams. Hey, the Ram, The way the Rams are going, they might uh, mess around and uh, kick up some dust. But did they lose some old linemen to free agency? And I maybe yeah. the guys who were waiting on the bench were equal. Was that this offseason that they lost linemen or last? Yes. Both. No, Probably. this one. It was this one. Oh. This one. Um, yeah, because yeah, they gave I, Cooper Cup his money. They got rid of Gurley. They got rid of uh, uh, their top old linemen. Cooper yep. Cup got his money, and yeah, I, I think they're money. just like running back by committee. So I, I'm yeah. just a little surprised. I am too, man. I, on paper, the Rams looked like they were going to be just a disheveled JV team, but uh, that offense is looking sharp. Uh, McVay looks like he's uh, rejuvenated. And that defense, I mean, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, I saw some ridiculous highlights of him throwing around entire O-lines uh, in in games, uh, getting to the quarterback. Um, the Rams, I hate to say it, man, because I was really convicted uh, this whole offseason that they were going to stink. Uh, the Rams might match what they what they had last year or better. And I hate to say that because I I was pooping on them all off season. I sound like a freaking idiot. But uh, <laughs> the Rams, 
the Rams are actually, uh, you know, a good team, man. I hate to say it. Yeah, I was shocked, too. I was the one who said the total between the Chargers and the Rams, they have one win per billion dollars they spent in that stadium. <laughs> you did so say that. Unless another earthquake happens yeah. and the stadium falls apart and we have Armageddon, I'll, I'll look like I have so much egg in my face because this hand just won't get off my nose. Hey, you all, I think all three of us, Brian to a lesser degree, but I think all three of us pooped on the Rams at some point during this offseason. And uh, we're, we're, all, we're all looking like uh, idiots at this point. Barring any major injury uh, runs for them, I, I, I don't see the Rams slowing down. Rams, Rams are going to win somewhere between 8 and 11 games this year. Yeah, well, you know what? Seattle, too, they lost Bruce Irvin. So Seattle might be struggling to make one. The Rams might win this division, the way things are looking. You are not out. That is not out of the realm of possibility, man. And uh, but again, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna say uh, that just yet. It's only week three. Rams and Cowboys both went three and zero last year and missed the playoffs. Mm. So I'm not. I'm not ready to crown the Rams the NFC West champ, but they do look great and I, I I am willing to to say that I was wrong about them so far. Well before, and I'm putting that so far in the end. Before we get to the games, I was uh you know looking into some astrology and the last time there was this alignment with Mars and Aries for this long was nineteen eighty eight. And in those seasons the Lakers won a championship the Niners won a championship, and the Dodgers won a championship, like I was telling uh, Mark yesterday. I don't know if that oh, means wow. something, but... Uh, Lakers are currently in the finals, yeah. so uh, one of those three is currently uh, coming true. Niners have quite the hill to climb to get there, and I'm not sure how good the Dodgers are currently, so uh, all three of those things are definitely alive, uh, but uh, one of the three is more probable than the other two. And, excuse me, 88 was a very contestable presidential year at the same time. That's right. A a, uh, Republican president, George Bush, was elected that year. Yeah, but looking at the standings, right now, again, I don't want to be acting prematurely, well, at least not on purpose, I think the ANFC West is the strongest division so far. You've got 2-0 Arizona, 2-0 Rams, 2-0 Seattle, and the walking wounded Niners are 1-1. One one. Yeah, man. Uh, I think Brian and I said this before, but the NFC West is back, man. It's the it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Uh, NFC West is the toughest division in football, and I don't think it's even close, man. Uh you could you could maybe make an argument for that Chiefs division uh, with the Raiders stepping up and playing really well, but I don't see a better division top to bottom. Only one loss among four teams, and we're walking into week three. That's amazing. Seven and one as a division. I, I, yeah, I challenge you to find a better division top to bottom, man. Even with the wounded, uh, the wounded Forty ers Who's the most surprising team in the West? The Rams. Or the I would definitely, I would definitely say the Rams because I I I really like what what uh, Cliff Kingsbury is doing over there. That offense is just so 
hard to predict because they're fast-paced. Kyler Murray can run. He makes something out of nothing. That kid, they're already talking MVP for that kid this year, and that is not jumping the gun. That kid looks like a man possessed. He looks like, fuck waiting three or four years to uh, be good. I want to be good right now. And then the addition of DeAndre Hopkins is only making uh, him uh, feel more confident when he throws the ball. Uh, the Rams are definitely the surprise in the division. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm taking the Rams as, as the biggest surprise in the West. Yeah, I agree. The Rams. But you sound okay. like you were talking about the Cardinals the whole time. Lost you. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, let's go to the games. First game, Bears go to Atlanta. Atlanta, three-point three home favorites over under is 47. Yeah, I think that's an easy one. I'll take uh, Atlanta, and I don't care to explain. Well, with um, over under being 47, does that mean Atlanta's going to score 47 points and the Bears going to be shut out? <laughs> or is it going to be a scoreless uh, bag at halftime and the Atlanta's not going to cover because the Bears are going to score 47 I don't see why Atlanta is not going to toss it up on uh, on Chicago you might uh, uh, here Julio Jones re-aggravated his uh, hamstring he's a game time decision if he plays I think they'll uh, boat race the Bears if he doesn't play I think it'll be a little closer so uh, I'm not totally counting the Bears out. I don't think they're going to get blanked. But I think Atlanta has no business losing this game either way. But didn't Atlanta lose to Jerry's World because Calvin Ridley dropped an easy touchdown pass wide open in the Funnily enough, Calvin Ridley has actually been the best receiver on that team this year, uh, and that includes having Julio Jones on the team. He has been uh, pretty amazing. And yes, that was the reason why they lost. He dropped a wide open touchdown um, in the middle of the end zone. So yes, he's uh, he's the reason why they lost that game. Yeah. Okay. Next game: Rams versus the Bills in Buffalo. Bills two point home favorites over under forty six and a half. Ooh, that's a game I'm gonna watch. That may be a real game right there. You know what? I don't know, man. Um, just because Buffalo is at home, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Buffalo, winning by more than two, uh, two or more. But um, that's going to be a good game. Uh, the Rams, uh, it's all, it all comes down to how well does, uh, does the Rams travel. Can the Rams go all the way to upstate New York? Uh, I'm not sure if it's cold out there yet, but uh, can they play in – in uh, some conditions they're not used to, and uh, can they can they uh, defend that uh, high-powered offense that uh, the Bills have over there, um, especially with that new uh, receiver they got, uh, Diggs? Uh, I actually do like the Bills here. Uh, I know we were just talking about the Rams being the uh, up-and-comer, uh, uh, the surprise team, and I think their winning streak uh, stops here, man. I think the Buffalo Bills. Uh, uh, it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a lopsided game by any means. Uh, but, yeah, I do think the Bills pull it out. Yeah, I like the Bills in this game, too. I'm trying to pull up the stat real fast. I think the Rams <laughs> have been playing outside of the home opener. 
the Rams have been in Philadelphia last week. They'll be in Buffalo this week. They're going to fly home and play the Giants next week. Then they fly over to Washington. And then they go to San Francisco. At some point, jet lag and just the strain of pressure on their bodies are going to implode them a little bit. So I'm I'm thinking they – I like Buffalo in this game. I think it's going to be close. But Jared Goff's got to make a horrible interception at some point. And I think this yeah. will be the week. So now the game that Mr. Finn wants to do his analytics and optics, the team with no name is going to Cleveland. Cleveland is a seven-point home favorite and over-under is 45. Um, do we really want to talk about this game? Um, I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Last night, uh, I was looking at this game. I stared at this game on paper for 30 minutes. And I asked myself, does Washington have enough pass rush to beat this Cleveland Browns team strictly based on that? And I went back and forth with this. And I'm going to say yes. I convinced myself that regardless of how bad Dwayne Haskins is at quarterback, I do not believe in the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns were Super Bowl preseason picks last year, and they didn't even make the playoffs. The Cleveland Browns are, what, 1-1 one one now? I am taking the Washington Redskins here. I have no other reason other than the fact that I, have, I absolutely love their defensive line. The defensive line is crazy good. Um, I got Washington, man. Washington. You got Washington to win outright or just win, to... not not cover the spread. That, oh yeah. No, they're gonna win that game. I'm not saying it's gonna be a blowout. Uh I I, I think Washington wins that game outright. Yes. Yeah, I think this is gonna be the fight of the century. <laughs> and Baker Mayfield's his overhyped nature is going to start biting him. He actually is going to need some progressive insurance because he's going to get his head pounded in today. So I like it in yeah. a close game, but I think Cleveland, maybe on a last-second field goal, will win. But Ron Rivera's got the Redskins believing in themselves. So it's I agree with Brian we shouldn't have talked about it, but I appreciate that Mike spent 30 minutes focusing on something. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> we next have the Tennessee Titans going to the Vikings. <laughs> Titans are a two-and-a-half-point road favorites, and over-under is 49-and-a-half. You know what? I'm going to take Minnesota here. Um, not for any statistical reason because I really don't pay attention to stats too much this early in the season, but because uh, I think that they just they need a win, and I, I just believe that they're going to get a win here. Just my intuition is telling me that. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm not totally against that, but uh, I don't think this is the week the Vikings figure out how to get a W. I think Tennessee 
<clears throat> I think Tennessee lost last week, so I think they get off this night and uh, get back in the win column. I don't think the Vikings are going to stop Derrick Henry. Yeah, and I think Derrick Henry embarrassed himself slightly last week. Tannehill yeah. has decided that I'll be a game manager. I'll be the modern-day Trent Dilfer. I don't care. I just want to be successful and win. So I could actually see this game getting ugly fast. And the Vikings, their coaching staff has their their livelihoods on the line this early in the season because of how highly touted they had been the last couple of years. So well, let me I, add, I think let Tennessee, me, Tennessee easily could be a five-and-a-half-point road favor. Let me add something. The years that I've been playing fantasy football, I've gone after the uh, running back, running backs like Derrick Henry coming off a year, the year he had last year, and – ended up picking that guy and then they do nothing the very next year, you know? So now I just auto pick because for some reason, you know, these guys have these breakout, these huge seasons. And then the next season is like, uh, you know, it's just mediocre. Yeah, that's true. Not a lot that's of consistency. A, that's a good point. But the, the Vikings are just, they're bleeding purple and gold. Yeah, literally. That's so, true. Next game. When I say the two team names, not the cities, but the names, I'm going to give you each one second to tell me what word comes to mind or phrase, and I know it's going to be the exact same one. Raiders, Patriots. Oh. Uh, the uh, the gate. What, what gate was it? The uh, fumble gate? Or... Cut rule. <laughs> Yeah, so the Los Angeles Raiders <laughs> go to New England. Patriots, in my opinion, are a surprising two and a half point home favorites. I think it should be six and a half. And the over under is 47. So not only who do you like in the game, but why is the point spread so low? The Raiders are going are rolling pretty good right now. They're looking good, but I think it's going to come down to coaching here. And uh, the Patriots are at home, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I like the Patriots here. They're going to get out coached. Uh, the thing about Chucky is it seems like he has not adjusted his uh, his offense since the '90s, and uh, I, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I think that he's getting by on talent right now, and he's about to show a slip on this game. Uh, yeah, I like what Brian said. He's definitely going to get out coached here. Uh, he definitely has a lot of talent on offense. He added some pretty uh, fast weapons in the offseason to uh, uh, allow him to use that 90s offense uh, pretty pretty well. The Raiders do look good, man. I hate saying it for crying out loud. The Raiders do look good, but uh, I like the Patriots uh, to uh, outcoach the Raiders and outscore them. And isn't the number one running back for the Raiders questionable this week with a hamstring? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is is uh, questionable currently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like the Patriots 
in this game. If the Raiders somehow can force Cam Newton to stay in the pocket and throw the ball, then they have a better chance. But the fact that he can get on the outside and challenge, especially safeties and corners, but the running backs, I I could see the Patriots winding up 2-1 and one after this week. Yeah, the Patriots are already difficult to game plan for because they the team looks different every every week and they're going to game plan for you can't say that they're a 3-4 team or a 4-3 team they're going to do what needs to be done they got players that can go both ways they can they got players that can put their hand in the dirt or stand up so uh, and then you add what you guys are saying about Cam Newton he's kind of like this x factor and he can run out the pocket you know what i mean so i i think they're uh, the raiders got their hands full today yeah something just changed on espn so maybe josh jacobs is out completely and i've never seen something jump this much but now the patriots are a seven point home favorites oh wow yeah so josh jacobs is out in uh, vegas are these vegas lines i learned something interesting about vegas lines uh is, it, is this a vegas line yes uh caesars caesars yes that's the one that uh is uh the most most used. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots by seven or more now. Vegas usually knows something, and Vegas usually is eerily accurate in the weirdest of games. So I'm going to take them, uh, the Patriots, by maybe two touchdowns here now. Well, you know what? I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I like the Patriots to win here, um, but I, I don't think the Patriots are going to cover the spread. Hmm. Okay, next game, again, talking about the 80s, 90s, but maybe in the 80s, this would have been the game of the week. The walking wounded warrior San Francisco 49ers decided to stay in the Meadowlands with the sticky field and everything. So they're playing the Giants. San Francisco, and this must mean the Giants are really this bad. San Francisco is a three-point road favorite. I don't know what players they're going to get to get on the field, but looking at the inactives for the Niners, you've got Garoppolo, Kittle, D. Ford, Greenlaw, Mostert, Compton, and Witherspoon. Right, and they're saying the over under is going to be forty three. That should be more like four point three because it could be just who's got the best kicker. Since there's Giants have nothing, and the Niners unfortunately are down to Montana and Jerry Rice. I think they still have their right <laughs> left. Well, with the Niners, we already know about the coaching. The coaching is superior to the Giants, but um, the the Niners. Uh, their roster, they have a very deep roster. And uh, I don't know if that's enough to get them to the playoffs. I do uh, feel like it's enough to um, have ESPN pundits uh, on Monday jumping up and down and saying, oh, where'd this guy come from? Oh, look at this guy. The Niners found themselves a jewel. Somebody's going to step up and do something and uh, have these guys jumping up and down. Yeah, uh, the Giants are missing their two best players on offense, Barkley and Shepard. Daniel Jones is a good up-and-coming quarterback, but uh, 
behind that offensive line, uh, which isn't very good. Um, I don't really see them doing much. Uh, like Brian said, um, the Niners are going to have guys that uh, score touchdowns and make plays, and you're going to be like, wait a minute, who? And you're going to go Google him and see who he is. And uh, the Niners are very deep, and uh, if you look on paper, even with the guys that they have, um, they're still better than the Giants. And I have uh, I like to. I actually like the Niners winning this game by seven or more points. Nick Mullins is a good backup. Uh, Kyle even said he's not going to change the offense uh, because Nick's there. Uh, Nick Nick knows what he's doing. He's been there for four years, uh, so I don't see much of a fall off. Even though Kittle's out, Mostert's out. You know, all the stars are uh, are sitting on the bench this week. Uh, but I think that's for a reason. They're uh, they don't really need them in this game. So. Uh, Niners by seven or more. That was going to be my my question, and you stole it from me, but I appreciate that. Is there really that much of a drop off from Garoppolo to Mullins? Oh, well, that's an excellent question. Mullins has a great arm. Mullins can throw the ball. He can push the ball down the field. He actually the guy with the biggest arm on the team is C.J. Beathard. That guy uh, can throw a ball a country mile, but Nick Mullins has a pretty big arm himself. So don't look for Kyle to just throw dink and dunks all day long. Look for Kyle to push the ball because Nick Mullins can throw it down the field. Yeah, Nick Mullins, um, he's he's braver with the ball than um, Garoppolo is. Garoppolo is very – he tries to be very safe with the ball. Um, and that's I, – I feel like that that's from that Patriots upbringing, you know, protect the ball, whereas Nick Mullins, he's going to throw some picks – here and there in, in games, but uh, he's definitely going to push the rock, like Mike said. I know traditionally players don't lose their spot due to injury, but if Garoppolo's out three games and the Niners go 3-0 and and their office is just churning, do you stick with what's the hot arm or would you go back to Jimmy? No, nah, they'll go back you to have, Jimmy. You have to go back to Jimmy. You have to. So, so is he like- worth the money that they that they gave him? Well, as far as the money, knowing what they already had as the in the offense, as, as far as the money is concerned, you have to pay the quarterbacks. You know these this big money. It's the quarterbacks, a decent quarterback, not even a good quarterback. A decent quarterback is extremely rare. Uh, consistent quarterback is rare in the NFL. So you have to pay them. You know, but then again, it's all monopoly money a lot of times, unless you're talking about uh, Mayhome's contract. You got to pay these guys. So it's not really about the money. It's about the fact that uh, Jimmy G has 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 uh, won games with his arm. He's uh, he's had those game winners. Yeah, Jimmy G is is not as good as I thought he would be. I, I think we're seeing his ceiling right now, and I think they're going to be looking to draft a quarterback soon, but uh, you got to go back to Garoppolo. All right. Next game, which I really think is the big, I think once I announce the teams, we automatically have to move on. (laughs) The Bengals are going to Philly to face the Eagles Eagles are five-point home favorites, and the over/under is forty-seven. Uh, yeah, yeah, we could just move on. 
I like chili. Okay, well, thank you for that <laughs> insight. That was incredibly insightful, detailed. <laughs> you broke the awkward silence. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Okay, next game. Houston Texans, surprisingly in my mind, the 0-2 Houston Texans are going to the 2-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Over-under is 46. And the Steelers are second in the league in sacks with 10. Uh, yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh. Um, I've said it quite a few times that uh, even with the uh, alleged rapes, uh, Big Ben is one of my favorite quarterbacks. Um, he, he's a guy that can, uh, one of those few guys in the league, like um, like your boy in Seattle, that can play behind a bad O-line. I'm not saying this O-line is bad, but Big Ben is just too hard to bring down, and he's going to wait for the big play. He loves to throw it up the field. He makes good decisions, and he, he's looking pretty good this season. And the odds oh, yeah. just kicked down a half a point. It went from earlier this morning, about a half hour ago, Steelers minus four. Now it's Steelers minus three and a half. Yeah, the odds are ticking down because of who's inactive. Uh, I actually like the fact that we do this uh, podcast at this hour. Chain due to the, the inactive list coming out 90 minutes before the game. Yeah, you're breaking. Uh, yeah. You're you were breaking up a little bit there, Mike. So I, I oh, it's, it's probably the uh, the universe editing some stupid shit that you were saying. But uh, <laughs> let's try it again. I said, I, <laughs> I said, I like the fact that we do. For all of the teams, come out ninety minutes. You're required. By NFL rules to an active list nine. I like Pittsburgh in this game. Stupidly. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, the universe was editing you again, but uh, let's move on. My phone's doing that. Yeah, Mark. Do you, do you think Harling well, is doing so well? well? He is at that level of a marquee club. Well, uh, Mark, you're uh, now you're you're coming through really bad too. Um, maybe it's my phone. It, it's here. I had my hand totally away from my... It's you, Brian. No, it's, it's got to be me. Yeah, it's got to be me. So, you you guys... Uh, yeah, I can't... Yeah, I think we lost. Yeah, yeah. Brian's cutting in and out. Yeah, I'm I'm back now. But, uh, so you... So, Mike likes uh, Pittsburgh for a bunch of uh, edited reasons, and uh, I'm sure Mark... <laughs> I'm sure Mark does too. And the latest injury for the Steelers is I don't know. He's a running back. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's next cool. next game. ESJ. And the over-under is 44. Okay. Can you tell me the, the games again? The Jets are going to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is 11.5 point home favorites, and the over-under is 44. Uh, with the with um, 11.5 points, even though the Jets are that bad, I got to go with the Jets to not embarrass themselves. Um, all... Uh, all bullshit aside, if I was sitting in Vegas right now, uh, I would definitely put some money on that game for the Jets to uh, to beat that spread. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna have to stop it right here because the the reception is just too bad for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it. <laughs>